Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get your brand on board with our podcast and a sponsorship campaign and get into the earphones of 100,000 plus highly engaged music and comedy fans within our show and across ACAST's other famous podcasts. I'll even come up with a creative for you. Get in touch via producerpool.co.uk and we'll have a chat about how it works. A funny taste in music with Andrew Bird. Hello. Hello. Welcome to A Funny Taste in Music. It's a podcast where I talk to comedians about music. Cracking idea. I'm glad I come up with it. And I'm still doing it. You can't stop me. No one can. Uh, so this week is Esther Minito. She, I've only met her a couple of times, as we mentioned at the start, and I found her instantly funny. And I saw her on a Zoom gig that was horrific, being hilarious. And in this interview, we quickly establish a comedy nickname. Not all comedians have nicknames. I want to make that clear. But she's got possibly the best one. So you're about to find out what that one is. Uh, so it's great talking to her. Uh, so... Could you please go to the Patreon page and donate some money, would you? Lovely, thanks. And uh, and I'm going on tour in October and November. If you go to my website, www. How many W's did I do then? Three of them, you know what to do. AndrewBirdComedian.com. All the info is there. And, um, and oh, I mentioned the other week, John Allen, whose music is on this podcast. He's got a new album out called Meanwhile. And I said that and told you to buy it. And I'll be honest, I haven't bought it yet. I have now and I've listened to it. It's great. So oh, it's really good. Uh, the last song is called Wrong. And oh, it's brilliant. It's like just just the little instruments just coming really gradually. It's really slow. Will you get the album, please? Please. Um, so here we go. Please welcome Esther Minito. A funny taste in music. The interview next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi. 
Hey, thanks for doing this at such short notice. No, you're more than welcome. I'm happy to. My, um, sorry that I sound the way I sound. I'm just a little bit kind of bunged up. Not COVID though, which apparently is the main thing you need to say. Hey, hey, this <laughs> is via Zoom. I don't care if you're dripping in it. It's not going to affect my me. Mate, my mate came round, snot, hacking cough, which is clearly where I caught this from. She was like, it's okay that I'm round because it's not COVID. And I was like, when did that become normal? Like normally when I had flu or colds, I used to not go and visit people. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But now it's like, it's not, I've, done, I've done a lateral flow test. It's not COVID. It's like, oh good. No, please come round and lick my furniture. I'm really pleased that you're here. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got the big one anymore, but I'm still going to make you ill for the next three to four days. It's a good I point. Now that's that completely all right. So it's not COVID. It's not COVID. Yes, I've got a really contagious don't know weird jungle disease but it's fine it's not covid <laughs> jungle like, <no>. disease <laughs> where was your uh, where was your hour last night you did a new hour it was in brighton oh lovely what, so it's the only venue? second time i've done it live at um artista cafe all oh, right which so is such got... a nice place to do a venue uh, to do a, a little show oh, to kind of war- oh it's lovely it's seated how many did we have it was about 25 nice nice all nice that's but a, that's the maximum. That's completely sold out. Like Yeah, you got out that in quick. I was, I was I was doing it socially is. distanced gigs years ago. Way but back in two thousand and twelve, Edinburgh, I started and, socially distanced gigs. For two thousand nineteen Edinburgh, me and Rich Wilson, we would we booked I think about six previews together and we'd just turn up to every venue and Rich is like, I just feel like I'm really getting good at performing to all the different types of chairs. Do you feel that? <laughs> Because we just rock up and it was just another empty room of no one wanting to see us on Monday night doing a work in progress. Yes, Steve, I remember doing, I shared a venue with Steve Williams and you know the flippy chairs, the you know yeah. the chairs that flip, that he, he used to like flip them and check. Is this one a laugher? Yeah, that's a laugher. This one, oh no. Oh, that's a starer. He'd like check the chairs. That's definitely going to be a starer in that one. <laughs> He's going to give me nothing, this bloke. That's a reviewer. <laughs> oh God. I'm oh, yeah. good. So you've got that uh, rush of you've done a new hour and then the crash of, oh, that bit didn't work though. Yeah, I've got, yeah, that's what I was doing on the way home. I was just thinking, it definitely, it needs a bit of, bit of shaving, but I'll get there. I think <laughs> it's all right. Bit of shaving. It needs a bit of shaving. Chip it away. I know, I know. Lovely. So um, I, uh, no, I've done, because we've only gigged together like twice or something. And I think one of them might have been Zoom. One was a bring your own baby. We've done bring your own baby a couple of times together. I yeah, think. yeah, and a couple. Then, so and most... then we've done. Uh, oh yeah, and then we did that weird one on Zoom. Yeah, this. Well, we've done the bring your own baby gigs where I'm, I've normally been on first, then gone. So we, we've sat and drank coffee in a pub. Yeah. For a while, and yeah. then uh, we did a Zoom gig. This is where I have my my now will be non-stop admiration of you. This Zoom gig was horrible. They were giving nothing, nothing. And you were giving it some like you were playing Wembley in your in like a room in your house. <laughs> no, don't. I've got the nickname, The Plough, because yeah. I, uh, my friends are like, you can plough on to absolute silence and not show any fear i mean inside i'm dying yeah, yeah. but they just keep going oh esther the plow god she could do an hour with no one even looking at her and she I would did just not plow know on. this that is one of the best comedy nicknames <laughs> i thought i'd heard most of them but the plow the that's plow. good nothing stops her she'll just plow and when you come off people will be going god you just you just don't even show any hesitation while i'm sobbing and rocking yeah, yeah. oh god you, I they say, you look like you enjoyed that well i didn't I didn't. <laughs> you look like you enjoyed that. What Did you I? Was, yeah, what you were seeing was professionalism. I didn't enjoy it one second of it. But I was watching oh, you on God. Zoom, dreading every second, because I was on Next. And I'm watching you going, how how are you You're doing facial expressions, everything? I was like, Jesus Christ, this should be this should be like in a big venue, this. Not to yeah. nine people in the living room staring. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did so many Zoom gigs, though. I was doing like 10 a day some days. Were you? So, yeah. Well, you got your money's worth out your Wi-Fi. I got, I got my money's worth. I got my money. But so I literally, I just became a little bit 
immune to it. I became, I kind of lost the embarrassment of the kind of depressing state of what, but that that particular gig was very much like, I don't, it was weird because I did loads and loads like you would have done loads of the kind of corporate stuff where like no one really wants to be there but they have to be there and that you yeah. kind of expect that it's going to be a bit bit cold to start off with but it's a bit weird to pay to go yeah. to like oh we're going to pay to watch this comedy gig and then just be like <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I always find that weird when someone goes oh, I'm going to pay a ticket to go and watch this comedy gig and then just be really unmoved like not even if you're offended I get that if you're offended then you're like I, I don't want to watch this whatever but to just be like yeah if you just if you start off with an enthusiastic smile and that goes through lack of jokes fair enough but it's the people yeah. who like you had that look on your face when I said hello so this is no, you. No, but I've got I've got resting bitch face though. Oh, you have. Yeah, yeah I often so think I often think that about myself. I would be bad in an audience. I've got a miserable. Yeah, resting I'm terrible. Face. I before I started doing comedy, I was in an audience in Edinburgh, and I I had no idea that I was going to do stand up, and I was just went with a friend to watch one of them compilation shows, and um, I the the comedian really lost his temper at me. <laughs> You have got, I can imagine, did you used to get bollocked at school by teachers because of the look on your face when they were telling you off? Yeah, it's just that kind of like, but also I never laugh out loud. Like mm. I'm not, I, I mean, I do when I'm with my friends and stuff, but if I'm watching something, I tend to concentrate on what I'm watching. So I don't, it's weird. I, I laugh now more because I've kind of, I'm less self-conscious of it. But this comedian really lost his temper and he went, um, because everyone else was laughing and I wasn't. And he went, do you want, like, what's your problem? Are you on your fucking period? Whoa. He went in hard. He went, he went in, in hard, hard, didn't he? Sounds like he stop. was on his. So he didn't stop. He you don't so seem angry. to want to name him, but. Do you know what? I think he might follow me now on Instagram. I've never seen him since. I'll have to message him and say, I think he follows me on Instagram. I might say to him, do you remember when you shouted at me for being on my, sorry, that's my. Um... What a weird well, that's that's quite weird. What do you do? You think he stopped doing stand up <laughs> since that gig? No, he apologised afterwards. I think he came up to me afterwards and was like, "I'm really sorry." And I was like, "No, don't worry about it." Yeah, and now you but completely understand. But he didn't understand. stop. He did not stop. It's that thing, though, isn't it? Is he clearly when you're when you're gigging, you always focus on the one person that that's doesn't seem honest. to be having. I know, isn't it? Yeah, I um, I uh, I I did uh, some of them, a couple of those corporate zoom gigs which is funny the fact that we used to you know if someone's in the audience and they do it for a living we used to go oh it what a shit job and then the only gigs we had were to it departments on zoom i know and i did them where i did a couple where no one turned their cameras on so i was just doing it to myself and they're all on yeah. mute and then i did one where i could see people in their office and there was people that just carried on working they're like i yeah. would rather do my job that i hate and listen yeah. to you. That yeah. is quite the heck all that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Also, where they don't turn their cameras on, you're just there going, no one's here. Like, they've all blatantly turned their cameras off and gone downstairs. They've all gone and they're sitting watching something on their phone or they're doing something else. They are not listening to me. So I didn't consider that. I thought they were so listening I'm and literally, just shy. You've put that in my head now. No, so I'm literally just talking into the abyss and someone's paying me for this <laughs> yeah. wow wow i'm telling you it messes but, with your head it's like starting to think where does the universe end that's where i started going at one point i was like oh <laughs> you my started god getting all, all, all philosophical mid-gig no, I, I can anyone honestly, hear me can anyone really hear any of us <laughs> are we all really just alone out here not that was all going through nothing. your head not the plough for nothing. I once turned up at a gig. I'd only been going a year. I'd only been going a year. I turned up at a gig in uh, Geneva. Oh, and, um, you've been going a year and you got a gig in Geneva? Yeah, I got a gig in Geneva. And um, they thought, they were like, oh, Esmanito's going to... When I turned up, I thought I was doing a 20-minute set. And then it was, oh, and then outside it was like my picture. And then I slowly started to dawn on me. Oh, my God, they're expecting me to do like a show. Jeez. So <laughs> they thought you were I like just, a touring comedian doing like a whole hour. So I just talked and talked and talked. So I did the comedy that I had written. 
and then just carried on talking. And at one point, I was just stood on stage just going, and that is why Yugoslavia will never be free. (laughs) (laughs) Just, and my next point, and it's like, it started off, started off with a bit of a theme about her family and stuff. And then it, then it just got weird. And then I'm not really sure what the bit about Korea was, but, um, (laughs) a year in to do like, how long do you think you did? I think I did about 40 minutes. Oh, that is pretty impressive a year in to do for and, and to no, be just No, it's not. It's just it like is. every single thought I've ever had just came out. And yeah. these people were all just like, Okay, all right, she's she's maybe there was something we didn't really get. Maybe there's a kind of language barrier. Um, yeah, that, oh, that's good. They would have doubted themselves. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. In the UK, this stuff slays. So I'm not really sure what your problem is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With my year of experience, I can tell you for a yeah. fact. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we've but we've barely gigged together. But from now on, I uh, I'll always have that admiration for you, and I will change my contact in my phone for you as the plow. The plow. That's yeah. definitely happening. I've got to stop telling people. Because it's the worst uh, nickname you, to you're have. Say, you're saying it. You are saying You did say it a little bit like it's your wrestler name. Yeah. Plow Manito. <laughs> it's not a bad there one. There she goes. This gig's tough. She is plowing through. Brilliant. Do you want to know who doesn't get faced on stage? The plow. Nothing yeah, faces like- her. Oh, she will crack on. People will I- be throwing shit at her. Nothing <laughs> faces her. Yeah, I had that. It does. When you say it like that. It doesn't sound quite the compliment. I was once called, someone said, oh, you're bulletproof. And I took that as a real compliment. Yeah. And then I thought, that just means you you go on completely unaware how bad you're doing. Yeah, I guess that's what people think. They think that you're unaware, but you're not. You're completely aware, but you just, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, the audience, you know, like, people have paid. They've paid. You've got to do it. You can't just go, ah, fuck this. Yeah. Look off. Yeah, it's. I like the I like the comedians who are doing well, and then talk themselves into a bad gig. They just suddenly they're doing a, having a great gig, and then suddenly go, well, oh, this yeah. has gone weird." It's like, well, not until you said that. It was fine till you said this has gone weird. Now everyone's gone. Oh yeah, I love it when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you clearly are a bunch of wankers who hated me. It's like, oh, yeah. I thought, uh, okay. I remember. I was comparing a gig, worked my ass off to turn it into something resembling a gig. And then the first act went on and called the audience shit about four times in the first minute. And I was like, you, you haven't done a joke yet. You can't call them a shit audience if you've not even done a joke. You haven't got, you've got nothing to measure it by. And I've just worked <laughs> for 15 minutes to turn them into an audience. Anyway. What a, what a bunch of wankers. Comedians are the worst. Yeah, we are dicks, a lot of us. It is funny that we... I'm only comfortable really around other comedians and yet a lot of them I think are dicks. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me or any of us. Well, probably the comedians you hang out with are quite nice. Well, I won't go that far. Um, right then, plough. Let's plough through talking about music. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, I, cause I, I was saying I didn't give you much and I only, you know, only met you a few times, so I have no idea what kind of music you listen to. Um, and I don't, where are you from Essex or East London yeah yeah Essex oh yeah Essex yeah East London yeah. border was I close yeah I am uh, oh, yes. no not really actually no are you deep was, into Essex oh yeah quite deep into Essex <laughs> I was about a 45 minute drive from where I live now so now I'm borderline East London Essex and I know. was about yeah I was about 45 minutes I grew up about 45 minutes away which was out in the countryside, Essex. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah. People don't realise how nice the countryside of Essex is. It, no, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Love yeah. It. Yeah, but, uh, very proud. And do you mind me asking how old you are? Just so I can <laughs> sort of get an idea what music you might have listened to. 38. 38. Oh, you'd have been a couple of years below me at school. Oh, okay. <laughs> 40. That's how I still measure people. I had in my show last night. I had a row of women trying to guess how old I was, quite audibly, for quite a long period of time. They're like, "No, do you reckon? Do you think maybe?" And I was just like, "Anyway." Um. Yeah. Do you get that more as a female comedian? Because I get that every now and again. No, I think it's because you're talking. I think a lot of people are kind of expecting me to talk about maybe 
dating or my boyfriend or whatever. And then when I say I'm married with children, it's suddenly like, oh, uh, so uh, how old is yeah, she? Yeah. It places you different, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Puts you in a bit of a different category. I always, I had a gig that absolutely descended into chaos because someone asked where I was from. And I said, well, why don't you guess? Because I know people can normally never guess and everyone kept getting it went probably a good 10 minutes of people getting it went it got funny at how annoying it was then annoying again and then a bit funny again and i kept it going and said i'll do it as a grand finale i'll tell you at the end done done a few jokes and then said right at the end and then just walked off and didn't tell them um where are you from guess. exactly why don't you have a guess <sighs> nottingham it's <laughs> not bad it's not bad it's pretty fair northampton northampton yeah, it's not bad. Okay, you, you're yeah. in a you're in a vaguely right region because I've had I've oh, had Essex, know. I've had Cornwall, I've had Manchester. Oh, yeah, because you got I've that twang. Well, you look like a mank. Thank you. That's the uh, that's the image I'm trying to cultivate. My you my could... look as you've you've kind of nailed it. My look is mid nineties. Yeah. Lead slash rhythm guitarist. Yeah, that's. The I'm look. not. I'm not the front man. No. I'm the creative force. Yeah. I write the songs. You've got that, you've got that look. Thanks. You're welcome. But no one ever, <laughs> no one would ever guess Northampton for anyone. No. Because I don't ever think anyone's from Northampton. No, no, we, no one should Fact. be. <laughs> no, we should be. So I, I have no you idea. You never go, oh, what, 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 what location? And also when you say to someone. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry, it's my, oh God, how am I going to do th- gigs this weekend i'm literally my spitting feathers you know you're gig you really, tonight yeah you know and you just really like your throat is just rasping and yeah. you're like i really need to rest it no i've got to go and scream and um, you agreed to a podcast at half nine and i agreed <laughs> now, now i feel bad now i feel like i've got you from your sick bed <laughs> oh god i was gonna go swimming do you reckon i should uh chlorine what will that do sauna we sort it out sauna, sauna might help no, I get, I'm a bit traumatised because once I went into the sauna and I realised I was the only woman and then I, it was only as I left, someone went, oh, it's actually Turkish Men Day in the sauna. And I was like, oh, that's why. They were oh, reluctant right. to budge up. <laughs> Turkish Men Day? What sauna they is had, that? They had this like sauna and it was just like, this is like, I don't know. Who it was has like themed a, sauna parties? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Turkish it was, Men Day. It wasn't. It's it was just Spanish Girl Day. <laughs> no, it was like male only today. But it just so happened that everyone in there was clearly Turkish and related. Oh, when I oh. went in, I was like, "Come on, lads, budge up, budge up." <laughs> and they were like, "No, you shouldn't be in here." And I was like, "Rude. It's really rude." God. Yeah. What happened? Patriarchy still running rife. I see. Anyway, they actually. <laughs> Brilliant. You were really <laughs> feminist that weekend. You had a. You had yeah. some attitude at your gigs, all <laughs> for the wrong reasons. When you were completely budged, in the wrong. <laughs> they all budged up, and then I, I started to sense the hostility. So I got up and left, and this guy was like, it's actually, it's men day. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I bet he, lo- bet he loved saying that. I wouldn't have said it's it. It's men day. I wouldn't have, what did you say to that? Every fucking day is men day, you prick. Yeah. yeah Every day. Work. Every day is a man's day. This is a man's day in the sauna. Yeah, I don't, I don't think singing as you weren't out the sauna would have helped. <laughs> but, uh, so, 38 East uh, London, Essex. Don't Essex. keep saying it. Essex. But, uh, I keep repeating my name, my uh, age. So, uh, I'm trying to have a rough guess of what... I have no idea. So, what when, um, when you were in school, when you were about 15, is about the age you sort of start choosing your own music... We've, we've discussed this on a few podcasts. Do you agree? Eight or nine is about when you're aware of music. 12, 13 is when you buy it for the first time. About 15 is when you get your real, your own taste. Yeah, is that yeah. About right yeah, for you? But yeah. 14, 15, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, did you, because uh, your, your family are from, uh, are they Lebanese? Is that right? Yeah. So, my dad's Lebanese. My yes. mum's a Geordie. <laughs> I don't know why it sounded so funny after Lebanese. You must be it aware is. of that. Lebanese yeah, Geordie. Lebanese Geordie. <laughs> yeah. In Essex. In Essex. Wow, that was all going Fucking on. Fucking classic. Yeah, it was all it was all just like how much can we do to ensure our kids get bullied? 
what can we do? Let's just make sure we got a real fucking combo. Um, so yeah, so I was out, yeah, out in Essex, and then so. How strong a Geordie accent? A strong Geordie accent, your dad has. My dad, no, my mum. Oh, um, yeah, be really weird. My dad's Lebanese, but he had a Geordie accent. It's really <laughs> complicated. He has now. Yeah, no, my mum, because she moved to Lebanon with my dad, so she couldn't talk in a Geordie accent anymore because no one understood what she was saying. So she oh. had to like affect this southern accent. So that's what I grew up. It was very weird, but we kind of just accepted that she slipped in now. So every time she talked to her family or anything relating to back home, she just slipped back into Geordie. But when Brilliant. she dealt with me and my sisters and my dad, she was like this kind of affected southern accent. Now, because she just got so used been to doing enjoyable. it. So she would just slip between all the time, but she just got so used to doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit well, like my my dad, whenever he cussed us or swore at us, he would just do it in Arabic and then he, he would go back to speaking English. So it meant for a long time we only knew swear words and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really, it's a really mental upbringing. It sounds um, when, like, my wife's Slovakian. I think right. generally people... In other other languages, when people talk loud and fast in other languages, generally it sounds more aggressive. Like Slovakians yeah. think English people sound like they're always arguing. Really? So, yeah, but that, but yeah, that's, that was what I thought. But then I thought Slovakians sound like they're always arguing. So I think just another language sounds quite to your ear. So if your dad's yeah. just swearing in Arabic, that must have sounded pretty frightening as a kid. <laughs> As a kid, well, you kind of get used to it. And he's very kind of like, that's just how he shows affection. He's always like slapping you around the head and stuff, which no one else's (laughs) dad would do, but that's just how he'd say hello. He still does it now. I'm 38. And he still slap, like, (laughs) yeah, he'll see me in the street and just like, around the head. And you're like, can you not do that? It's really embarrassing. Yeah, in this day and age. In this day and age. Just assaulted. You smacked a woman in public. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's Lebanese men day actually so do I want that's what we do on Lebanese we smack a woman and go to the sauna <laughs> but uh, smack you, a can woman you and go to the sauna yeah. what a what tradition a day. what a day <laughs> what a just day. sweat it out after <laughs> I felt good Woo, get it out next time we're all up in Edinburgh we should definitely introduce that as a day we'll just go out slap a comedian and then go to the sauna and yeah. just sweat it all out what a day! What a day! What a day! Um, so, can you can you remember what music would have been in your house then, as a kid? So, as a kid, oh god, we had everything because so my parents listened to a lot of like the music that they would have listened to when they were young. So things like Simon and Garfunkel and the Beatles. Great. So that was all. Standard. That was standard, yeah. and then. Um, my both my parents were really 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 into dean martin that mainly came from my mother's side like dean martin and elvis were god right so you just had to love dean martin and elvis and that was that and so he had like and then obviously my dad would listen to a lot of arabic music um so yeah it was a bit of a bit of a mixture do you still like and then we had and then we had, because my mother's mother was Irish, and so she would always, um, so we always had like the Dubliners as well playing. So it was quite a mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, uh, it's, it's, it's a shame there wasn't shuffle in those days. You'd have got from Arabic to Dean Martin to the Dubliners. Well, that's like what my phone's like now. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So my phone will just come on. Like, um, obviously, because you've got kids. Yeah. My kids will have like their tunes that they'll have like the Trolls soundtrack or something. And then it'll just go from that into like Arabic music and then into like some cheesy music and then something from the 90s. And it, yeah, when oh, you go yeah, out you... running, you end up in all sort of <laughs> weird paces. <laughs> all different <laughs> rhythms. Yeah. I ended up running the other day. I was running in the park and then my phone just suddenly changed on to Genuine Pony. If you're horny, let's do it. And I started running really creepily. like Like a predator yeah it's like real sexual predator just running slowly towards the sauna for all the men oh here she comes again and she she means business this time the plough she's already sweating (laughs) already sweating angry gonna plough for all of us 
If you're haunted, let's do it. <laughs> Only they can hear it as well in the distance, that music. Bellowing as you run at them. Here comes the plough. Uh, plough Mito. I do you do your do your kids I've been weird that my kids my two boys maybe because I'm such a, I have music on or my son says to me do you never stop listening to music it's just on all oh, the time oh that's great though but I think I think it's going to be good when they're older um but they've never really listened to kids music they listen in the car they listen to um stories grim tales rick mail mm-hmm. have that on youtube all the time but they don't really listen. They've never listened to kids' music. It's always they're into like no. they went for a heavy phase of Lincoln Park, which I was pretty happy. Oh, did with. they? Oh, they they're well into it. Um, no, they're not massively like my daughter's not massively into music. My son, my son absolutely loves Frank Sinatra. Oh, it's funny, isn't it, when kids are into adult music? So he really loves he? it. He's five. Five go oh blue and eyes. He just, yeah, he loves it. He's like, please, can you put on my way? That's like his ultimate track. It's my way. <laughs> five, five. I, I did it my. Funniest. This last five years, I've really done it my way. <laughs> he is the funniest little man. He is just like this little man. He's not like he loves a bath with a bath bomb. Bit of my way playing. <laughs> it's wow. He just takes it very seriously. That's he's, funny at five. That's like a, that's like really a retired funny. old man. I think yeah, he's I'll really pop a bit funny. of Frank Sinatra on and have a long bath. Have a long <laughs> bath. Just... Get me slippers on. What a boy, five. <laughs> you know, like you see other boys, like when his mates come around, they're just so like boisterous and they want yeah. to destroy everything. And he's just like, oh, God, my head. They're <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. loud, mummy. Trying he's, to finish a um, crossword here with Frank Sinatra <laughs> on. He is he's an old old head on young shoulders, but he's, he's really funny. He's an old soul. <laughs> he's like, he honestly, gets a bath bomb for his birthday or for Christmas. He's like, yes! Absolutely loves a bath bomb. I think he's too he's too mature for this. I think he'll probably stick to the bath bombs, but uh, don't get the bath slime from Audi bath slime it looks good the whole bath goes green like slime oh, it takes uh, you ages to clean that out yeah no I'm not doing that stick good with work. the bath bomb anyway bath bomb. Um, do you still like Dean Martin and Elvis now is it just sort of ingrained uh, in you it is ingrained in me I'm a massive I love easy listening so I love all easy all easy listening jazz so I love um, 1950s music um, oh, bit nice. of 60s yeah but uh yeah, I listen to a lot of kind of Dinah Washington, Brooke Shields, Ella Fitzgerald, Dean oh, Martin, nice. the crooners, all the crooners. Love it. Right. Yeah. I am, um, I, you know, I've all, I, I don't what, there's something in all of us that you think, I should get into jazz. I think we all go I'm not it. into. I'm not into like the, that's, that jazz. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> on a card in HMV for that section, exactly what you said then. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I love the fact you think that HMV still exists. <laughs> I thought it bloody does. I was there yesterday. <coughs> no, day before. I was there. You're their only customer. <laughs> I know they did. They did look at me a bit. They're weird. Like, oh god, that Mancunian's in again. <laughs> All right, Andrew. What's he doing this far south? Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, I I always I don't know. I think everyone goes for a phase of thinking jazz is shit. Rubbish jazz, load of bollocks. Well, and then you yeah, go for a phase of, I should get into it though. No, I I mean, the the jazz that I like is like swing jazz. So it's got to be like easy listening, crooning right. or swing jazz. So so the kind of like, um, you know, I would, I would definitely go and listen to, I've gone and like listen to swing and stuff at like the 100 Club, you know, bit of dancing, a bit of swing dance. You've it's gone really to the 100 fun. Club? Yeah. To listen to a bit of swing? Yeah. With with your son, I imagine. With, with <laughs> He's had a bath. Yeah. Put on my uh put on I don't know if I've got it here. Put on my like nineteen fifties dress with my petticoat underneath. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Go down a bit of a swing dance. Um I love it. But then also I love, you know, the, the, the kind of slower slower stuff as well. Well what but when so you you listen to your mum like your parents' music and all that, when did you you must have got did you get into that a bit later, like all 
swing jazz. Yeah, I've always loved it. Have you? Always. From like a young yeah. age? Yeah. When I was like 18, all my mates chipped in and got me tickets to go and see the Rat Pack in central London. So I've always loved it. That was like for my 18th birthday. Oh, you and love I it went... to the point it's like a part of your identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was at uni, I just had like one whole wall was just Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Just like, it was like, yeah. Very oh, into right. it. Yeah. What, 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 when was the first, what, but how did you go from like Dean Martin and Elvis to that? Do you remember, do you remember what it was that got you really into that? Into, what going know, more sort of, but what, what was the first album you bought? First album I bought, well, uh, my first actual album that I bought, I remember my first single, the first single I ever bought was Annie Lennox, No More I Love You. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. So that was my first single that I bought. I remember that. Because we always had all this stuff at home anyway. So when I started buying my own music, that's probably when I started like branching out a little bit. Um, but my first album, I reckon, would have been maybe Green Day. Oh, yeah, that was one of my early ones on tape. Yeah. On tape? Or Nirvana. Yeah, maybe. Or Nirvana, never mind. Right, yeah. Yeah, that, that I um I was into all of that. Into yeah. a load of grunge. Yeah. And then it was yeah. Britpop. Yeah. 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 You, you thought music was only American for a while because it was all just Nirvana, Green Day, all of that. And then it was like, oh, so some bands there was in kind England. Of like the, yeah, there was kind of like the music that you listened to that you got from home. And then there was the music that you listened to with your mates. Yeah. Because none of my mates were into, like, jazz and stuff. So I would listen to... that. I got into stuff that me and my friends would... You know, yeah, sharing an earpiece. Listening yeah, to Green Day. Yeah, God, do you remember that? Sharing what? Let's have an earphone. Yeah. What are you listening to? Green Day, let's have an earphone. Then you walk down the street, tugging at each other's heads. Try and walk. <laughs> you had to walk in unison to Green Day. Yeah, to walk like Siamese twins, didn't you? Yeah, yeah music twins. Yeah. And it wasn't until like you got older, the so- you'd listen to songs that you listened to load as a kid, loads as a kid, and it sound different because you had both speakers. You're like, oh, oh fuck, I didn't God. know there was bass in this. That's what. <laughs> that's what every other word was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't hear the vocals in that. I didn't even know there was singing. <laughs> he must have had the left earpiece all the time. He was a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I remember being. Yeah, you're right. It was that transition of grunge and then going into. I loved a bit of cheese though as well. I've always loved a bit of cheese. A bit like wedding music. You know yeah. all the shit that you should be really embarrassed about. Yeah, oh, I love that. You embrace Peter it. Andre. Bit of. Yeah. Bit of that kind of you know. Just crappy cheese that everyone knows. Just get on the dance floor. Yeah. And you all know the is words. A, is it a thing, would you admit that when you were younger? Or is it a thing of, as you get older? No, I think I've always loved a bit of cheese. Yeah, see, I never would have admitted that when I was younger. But yeah, but now, I've never been cool. Oh, haven't you? Oh, no. I have. <laughs> the, the fact that I just said that, I think, reveals I haven't. I was never cool. So, and the thing is, when you're not cool, you can kind of just be into what you're into and no one... Like people just go, okay, well, you're a freak anyway. So that's why I was like able to just be the this kind of weird person that my friends would go, okay, she's really into the Rat Pack. I don't really get, or like I didn't, you know, yeah, Ella Fitzgerald. Be, but that would be weird at si- like 16, 17, kind of you're into that kind yeah. of? Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. I didn't know anyone who was into Ella Fitzgerald or the Rat Pack at oh, 16, God, 17. Yeah. I, know, I know of either of them at that age. Opera, loved opera. Throughout you loved uni, opera? I'd to, what yeah, age I'd did you to, love opera? Oh, for, I remember not when I you got, were younger, surely. Yeah, so when did you? Oh God, yeah. Opera yeah. cheese, the Rat Pack. <laughs> I'm telling you, you were a no, weird teenager. <laughs> there was no like, you know, when people go, "Oh, what music are you into?" and someone's like, "Yeah, I'm really into like electro funk." Yeah, I, I've never had that. I've never had. Oh, I'm into this. It's just if I hear it and I like it, I like it. I've never had a, a genre. Yeah. So I used to go. Um, my friend worked at the Royal Opera House when we were at uni and so she was able to get me like the cheap tickets for a matinee so I'd go and watch um, go and watch a, an opera on a matinee but yeah absolutely love Puccini so I love Puccini so I'll, I'll yeah sometimes wow, you, I, get, you put in the effort you go you go to a little little opera matinee you go to a rat pack dressed up dressed as up as well you commit yeah. 
Ray Gelato, so I go and dress. Ray Gelato, they're like a, he's a, an Italian. Oh, he's so, he's so fucking good. He does all the classics, but he's like a cover band, but they're so fucking good. And literally, it's the best night of your life. I cannot recommend it enough. Well, say it again. What, say it. It's called Ray. Yeah. The name Ray Gelato. So it's okay. like a cheesy Italian cover of, you know, all the classics, all the right. Rat Pack classics and stuff. And, um, but the band is brilliant. He's so fucking good. And it's just the best night you'll ever have. Ever. Everyone's dressed up. Everyone's dancing. It's like being in a 1950s, you know, yeah, there's, there's, bar. It's so cool. There's nothing quite like being in a room with a live band where you can... Oh, uh, like, we could... The, the no one's of, sat down. No one's sat down. Yeah. Everyone's up. The sound everyone's of the up. bass is going through your rib cage. Yeah that it kind of hurts a bit and you look around at everyone everyone in the room you look around at them like we we all share a love of this i know i know it's like literally it's one of the best nights i've ever had i got so excited when i was was driving to a gig and we stopped at a toilet at the service station i went to the toilet and there was like a big poster in the toilet going rachel i'll be playing near here and i was like oh my god oh my god rachel i'll be playing near here and the other two comedians were like sorry yeah sorry what are you talking about (laughs) So okay, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I remember as a teenager, like being into like the Doors and the Beatles, and thinking I was oh, like the Beatles, yeah. Thinking I was like really weird and out there because all my mates just listen to dance and the charts. Yeah, you know, I thought I was like really, but that—that's pretty mainstream. The Beatles and the Doors. We can't get more <laughs> mainstream than the bit. But you're listening oh, to think, the Rat Pack. Ella I think Fitzgerald, the Rat Pack is- I think the Rat Pack's probably just as mainstream as the Beatles, isn't it? It's just a little yeah, bit earlier. Maybe. I just think that's quite a bit. Of I've, yeah, I've never met anyone who's in like that kind of music at that age. Oh, no, Ella I loved Fitzgerald. it. Gerald. Like, I really love all that now. I, lo- I love um, BBC Four. It's yeah. brilliant for documentaries about like Ella Fitzgerald and that kind of yeah. era. Billie Holiday. Yeah. Dinah Washington. Do you watch music documentaries like that? Not really, no. No, I love Bloody love a music documentary. Bloody love it. No, I'm more of a murder documentary. I don't like the way people listen to this on a podcast, but I don't like the way you leaned right into the camera as you said murder documentary. No, I'm really, there's something wrong there. I was saying this last week, I was talking to Josh Pugh last week and we were discussing why... I really like Josh Pugh. He's really funny. He's bloody funny, isn't he? He's really funny. I I was saying that to someone. I was just like, I don't really know Josh. I've only met him once or twice, but... um, Everything I've seen him do really makes me laugh. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's relentless. I said last week, one of, one of my all-time favourite jokes is his one of uh, Josh Pugh. It's not my real name. It's my stage name. My real name's actually Johnny Show Business. <laughs> no, he did a joke once about trying to break up with somebody who was on a barge. <laughs> <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that. When the premise <laughs> makes you laugh, yeah. it's always a wonderful thing. This is like you really want to pull away quickly. <laughs> it's just this very slow-moving boat. Now he's really funny. He's uh, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, you were talking to Josh Pugh about murder documentaries. Yeah, about what the st- it says something about us as human beings. We're obsessed with murder and murderers, and that- yeah, it makes us feel better about the absolute bollocks of the world. I reckon. You think? Yeah. Because like, how many? documentaries on netflix are about like charity workers you know he went years undetected doing charity work only now do we know the extent of his charity there's none of that it's all no. murder no well, no one wants to know good stuff they just want the bad stuff yeah yeah makes um, you feel better about your life the thing is is because it's all been replaced like essentially what used to be soap operas and make us kind of divert from the tyranny of our own world yeah. would be a soap opera but now that reality tv kind of overtook soap operas and then people were hungry for more it's then like well we would just have loads of documentaries about really awful things and that can be your distraction yeah over, Blake, Christ- over christmas i don't know what happened we got into a real run of it me and my wife we went what was it it was a uh, the yorkshire ripper oh documentary ted bundy yeah after that and then the serpent that bbc right. one that was yeah. like three back to back 
yeah. horrific murderers yeah. over the festive hit, period. There was no, yeah. there was no Santa Claus the movie, like, Home Alone, none of that. If um if we have like if I'm not gigging and we've got like a Saturday night, I'm like ah oh, let's like cook a nice meal and watch film together. And he's just like, yeah, I just don't think I can watch anything more about paedophiles. Is it? Is that all right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. Let's, oh, you've let's changed. <laughs> I just want to relax on my Saturday night by watching a documentary about a paedophile killer. What is wrong with you? He's put... <laughs> I love the way he puts in an early request. Can we just not be emotionally disturbed this Saturday? Can we? He's like, I just want to see what's on the Marvel channel. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's shit. <laughs> can't handle it that anymore, can you? You can't handle yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know the horror that's going on in the world. Let's look, look at it. Wow, you must be a barrel of laughs. <laughs> right, and we'll get a Wall Street dinner. We're going to listen to some really intense, loud Puccini. <laughs> really wow. rev us up. It's, it's quite an intense. Yeah, it's quite an intense household. <laughs> and then we're going to light a candle and put some opera on. Meanwhile, our five-year-old's upstairs. In the bath. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> With a smoking jacket. <laughs> Just hearing like, snippets of seven killed buried in the garden no but andrew sometimes when i come back from a gig do you have this where you come back from a gig and your your adrenaline's pumping either it's yeah. been a really good gig and you're like way or it's like oh my god i wish i was dead but yeah. something you just need to kind of have that time yeah and you get home from a gig and obviously your partner and the kids are all asleep so the house is in darkness yeah so you're kind of like it's not like you can just come home, switch on the TV or whatever. You kind of got to, you know, just come in, let yourself in and get ready for bed. So I then put on a murder documentary just to sit and watch to kind of just mellow out before bed. But then I fall asleep and my husband's like, do you know how fucking creepy it is to roll over in the middle of the night? You're snoring and all I can hear from your headphones is, and then he dragged the body. <laughs> Are you watching it in bed on your headphones? And he's waking up with snippets of that. But I'll fall asleep. So I'm. Just, he's like, you're just snoring with this just horrific descriptions being blasted into your ears. I feel like he, I've shared too much. I overshare. That's well, the problem. Well, you know, you sp- You know, a lot of that goes into your subconscious as you sleep. Like a lot I of people kill. go. To, a lot of people go to sleep with like, you know, meditation music or hypnotherapy to help them. You're going with the darkest shit possible going into your head. I know, I will murder. Uh, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. I think we should probably only communicate via Zoom from now on. No, you booked me for your gig, so I'm going to see oh, you then. Oh, shit, yeah, that's going to be tense. I'll see you then. Yeah, the fuck, the plough's going to be here. Better inform the police. Maybe that'll be my maybe that'll be my weapon of choice, an actual plough. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking horrific. She was nicknamed the plough on the comedy circuit, and then she went on a killing spree. With a plough. After listening to murder documentaries every it, night. The thing is, it would be really easy to run out of the way. But we didn't. We just stood there as she ploughed us down. <laughs> Slow-moving plough. Josh Pugh's written a great joke about it. <laughs> yeah. Listening to the Rat Pack. Did it my way. <laughs> crashing into you. Yeah, did plough it your way. Um, yeah. <laughs> plough it my way. So that That's going to be my name of my new show, Plough It My Way. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, as a teenager, you listened to the Rat Pack and that. And then when you, when you went to uni, you were list, you were going to operas and stuff. What were you, What other music were you listening to in uni? Oh, uh, God, at uni, what would I have been listening to? Um, oh, I guess that's when I started getting into, like, R&B and hip-hop. Oh, there we go. There's a gear change. <laughs> yeah. So I started... Yeah, I started listening to that NWA when I was at uni. Uh-huh. Um, what else? I used to go to these like drum where did and you bass. Go, where did you go to uni? North London. Of course. Um, we're going to go far, are you? Uh, what, did you start going to live gigs then more? Because you were in North London. Uh, no, I was never You'd into going skin- to gigs. Weren't you? No. No, just all standing around. No, it was never my thing. Well, that I never really me. You liked. Just said you been going to opera, you dress up. Yeah, no, that I love all that, but just standing around, like you know, what's it called in Kentish Town, like the Forum. Yeah. Um, Camden, going out in Camden, 
Where's that place where you'd get everyone going mosh in Camden? I don't know. What's it called? Electric Ballroom. All right. No, I'm not one for Have you never been there? I'm more of a stander arounder than a mosher. No, didn't like standing around, didn't like the moshing, didn't like either of that. I liked, I liked to go. Do you know what we used to piss me off in uni? Is like oh, I hate going out. <laughs> you hated going out. No, I didn't mind like, I didn't mind like going to the pub and stuff. But I hated like you know you'd sit in the pub, you're having a good time, and everyone's like, right, no, we're going to go on to a club. I hated oh, yeah. that bit. I, I hated, hated that, that bit. Moment. And it's like oh, so now we've got we're all drunk, we're all having a good time. Now we're going to go and stand in a queue to go yeah. into Ministry of Sound or Fabric, or and it was just like oh, this is shit. I went to Fabric once when I worked in South oh, London. Shit. We went shit. all the way from Balham up to go to Fabric. And it is, and because I don't dance, I would end up that, just being. I would end up being me. like a sort of free cloakroom. Yeah, no, that's the same as me. I'd just be holding coats while everyone else was snogging. I'd just be holding their coats while everyone me else too. was just, you know, banging each other out on the side of the dance floor. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let's do this again. Yeah, all I be did was stand there, second. counting down the hours until yeah. we were going. Yeah, that moment f- when someone's like, "Should we go?" and you're like, "Oh, thank God." Oh, yeah. Also, because I never took drugs, so everyone else would just be having a really good time. And Me I'm neither. Just like, and I'm just like, well, I'm a drinker, so Me too. you got you. I think you got you got to be on something to kind of last the hours and stuff. And I think if you're a drinker, you sober up because you can't get drunk in these places because you've got a queue for about forty minutes to get a drink, and then it's ten quid a drink or whatever. So you just don't end up. Yeah, that's what you know. And I was obsessed with the Beatles and Oasis, and now I'm in a club. <laughs> everyone's off their head on drugs. And I drink I was never pints. into house music. So now I'm yeah. drinking shit warm lager in plastic holding your coats. Yeah. I never Counting down dance. the hours. Dance music, house music was never my thing. Never my thing. Never got into it. No, I never really never really got it. No. Yeah, no. and and uh and you can only you can only drink pints of lager too so long until you you get sleepy. You <laughs> do. Just forget very gassy. Get gassy and sleepy gassy and a doorman asks you to leave. It's like, I can't leave, mate. I'm holding seven coats here. If I go, a good portion of this club's going with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to you. Yeah. If I go, I'm taking every single one over with me. Do you know what? We should have taken little tickets out with us. Made a, yeah, little raffle made, book. Made a bit of money. <laughs> I think someone, some of the comedians got that joke of going to a nightclub with a raffle book. Just getting some coats, rifling through the pockets. No, I hated all that. I hated all that. So I never really went to concerts. Never really went to gigs. Um, I didn't that like wasn't my thing. I like gigs, but, but I didn't really go until I was older. Yeah, I wasn't really into. I guess because I wasn't really into like. I'd go and watch, like I'd go to places like jazz clubs and stuff like that, and I would happily That's more go sit there. Sit down, isn't it? Sit down. You can at a table you know, with a candle. At a table with a candle speakeasy but also you'd um like if you're going to like swing night and stuff you can there's bands playing and you have a bit of a dance but i anywhere that was kind of like just standing around listening to a band that wasn't really my cup of tea where you can't talk but right, also so, no one's really dancing so on the spectrum of it you're you're not you're not standing around at a gig with a band you're not nightclub you're sat at a table with a candle but the, there is a dance floor. Yeah. There's an option of a dance floor. That's what I always preferred. Like, not not like a pub. No, like anywhere where you could have a drink, but there was also a dance floor. So even if it was like one of those bars that plays loads of cheese and then everyone at 11, then all oh, piles yeah, on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah. Like that, fine. I'd have a great time there. But the whole club thing or just standing around with the band playing, it's really loud and you just stand not for me yeah I remember those bars it's like yeah. you, you'd be in one of them where they're dancing and you're sat at a table yeah and, and it's all good, of a sudden and it's good up. drink because it's a bar, yeah. it's a pub bar the glass you drink in a glass all of that and then they go right we're going to a club and you're like no I know look we've got we've got an area I we've got know. a nice area I'm settled here I've settled it becomes like your I little know. living room I'm settled you can go and dance I can sit here so did you ever, did you ever go to, like in um, Edinburgh and stuff, did you ever go to the clubs where, I don't know what even what they're called, like Brooks Bar and stuff, the club above 
No, the dome, uh, the, the sort of the uh, what's it called, like the mem, mem pass where you needed a pass. No, the but you, there's a club, that. isn't there? Oh, is that, well, clearly not. I wasn't even. Not only did I not go, I wasn't even aware of it. Uh, as you were asking me, I thought almost definitely not. Whatever this question is going to be, no, I because I thought I everyone go. goes there. You know, the dome. Is it the dome? Yeah, it's the dome. Yeah. And then there's apparently there's a club. I've never been to it, but there's apparently nope. a club upstairs. No, but I just like when everyone's like, "Oh, aren't you going to come?" I'm like, "No, idea of hell." Do you know what? I, do you know what I was? A f- do you know what I was furious about? Uh, you know when venues get things get turned into Edinburgh venues, comedy venues. One that I was furious about where I used to go, whistle, whistle binkies. You know, on the bridge, whistle binkies on. What bridge is it? No, North I Bridge. I don't believe that's even a place or a word. You're just as you walk, <laughs> as you're walking towards the Pleasance, uh, the Royal Mile's on your right. Mm-hmm. And you're walking over, and just on your left, just over the bridge, um, there is uh, the Tron is on your right. Mm-hmm. And on the left, as you go over the bridge, there's a bar, like an underground bar. So only like a doorway, so you might have missed it. Oh, Whistle yeah, Binkies. Yeah. It's a live music venue. Yeah. Small, dingy, dark. I used to go there on my own and watch like a cover band and have a Guinness. Oh. Just hide on my own. And then the no, bus. That sounds quite good, actually. And I used to stay at my auntie and uncle's house. So I used you to have free really accommodation. Had the Edinburgh experience, didn't you? Yeah. So my Edinburgh was absolute opposite. That was my only night out. Would be in a in a music bar Edinburgh on my own with Binkies. a Guinness. Other than that, I got the number five bus home and, and watched uh, "Come Dine with Me" and stuff with my auntie. Well, I yeah, I wasn't that dissimilar. I'd because I'd go and get a flat on my own because my kids would have to come up for half of it. Oof. And when everyone was like, "Are you going out?" I'd be like. Now I'm sat in my room having a takeaway and living life to the... Just watching a good murder documentary on my own. (laughs) I'm alone in an old Edinburgh stone building. Oh, God, it's horrible, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's quite funny. Even after a pandemic and we lost everything, just the thought of doing Edinburgh again made you go, oh, it's horrible, isn't it? (laughs) Never. Even after... (laughs) <laughs> Losing everything, the thought of Edinburgh is still horrible. That's quite <laughs> well, funny. It's quite intense. Yeah, quite intense. Yeah. But have you had a during Edinburgh for the you know for people who don't do Edinburgh, normal human beings that you tell them you no. go to Edinburgh for a month and lose thousands of pounds. I said that to someone the other day, and they're like, "What? You go there? You lose money? Like, yeah, what are the?" Imagine any other job. What salary will I be on? Well, one month of the year, you're going to lose thousands. You're like, what? Um, one month of the year, you're going to lose thousands. You're going to be forced to socialise, work with and live with your work colleagues. Uh, you'll never get a break from them, ever. There'll be posters um, of your work colleagues there'll be everywhere. Posters of your work. You'll be comparing yourself to your you. work. Yeah, you'll be comparing yourself to your work colleagues wherever you go. In fact, wherever you walk, it's just like being stuck in an Instagram feed. You can never leave what they're doing, what everyone's <laughs> doing. Um, and then sporadically, um, people are going to turn up um, and they're going to really judge you. So I hope that package sounds really appealing to you. Uh, you st- no. And you start no. now in November worrying about it. Yeah. And and the moment that month is done, you have about all 12 hours uh, of relaxation before you have to stop panicking again and start saving. Start thinking about the next one. Yeah. Is that, did you, have, you, have you had any albums? This is maybe a good question. That has, uh, has been your, 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 little, your little companion during Edinburgh. Yeah, what was I? I was listening to everything I say now. I just feel like you're waiting for like, what the fuck is she going to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Um, uh, I had Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did not see that coming. Could have gone anywhere then. It could have gone anywhere. Oh, I had a bit of Stevie Wonder. It was a bit of kind of like rev up, get yeah. in the mood for a show. Come on, it'll be good. And then for my post show... Um, I would um, go for a long walk listening to the three tenors and just kind of, you know, mellow out that way. I mean, if I had, tw- <laughs> if I had 20 guesses of your before and after show music then, I don't think I would have got that. Stevie before, 
done Stingy the gig. Three and tenors. Then, um, three tenors. Go and walk up Arthur's seat listening to three tenors. <sighs> Blow your mind. If you yeah. uh, Hang on. I've got a joke. If you've done the free fringe and you've done a bucket collection, you'd be bloody happy to get the three tenors in there. Oy. There you are. There you are. Edit that pool for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> no, keep it in pool. It's his best bit. Uh, <laughs> I've peaked. Um, we better wrap up. I've just peaked. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is that how you end your show? Yeah. Oh, peaked. Okay. That's it. That is it. it. Can't top that. Um, <laughs> so how far have you got your three tenors walking through Edinburgh? That's quite a weird. And Stevie Wonder's a weird combo walking through Edinburgh. I know. I don't know what's appropriate. I, I'll admit this. When I get the train to Edinburgh, as you go past, uh, what's the last, the last bit of England? I forgot. Uh, past like Newcastle and Berwick. Yeah. yeah. Berwick. In uh, Scotland, that area, always put Travis on. <laughs> I don't know why. Do you? I was always put I was Travis never on. In, I was never into Travis. Bit of writing to reach you as you come into Scotland. No. Love Did you like Radiohead? No, I've said, no, I said this like, a few I times. But I didn't R-E-M, like Radiohead. Radiohead, boring. Specific reason for me, because my brother loved them so much. So, do you oh. know when someone loves something so much, it's like, no, mate, too much. Too but much. I yeah, do... my sister was really into REM and it's so fucking bleak. <laughs> yeah. My wife refuses to listen to Everybody Hurts. Everybody Hurts. It's too much, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. You so you said then like that's that's something you've uh, you've 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 you know been in your brain for a while, that radio head you can't have you tried no. or you just no no way? It came on the radio when we were in the car. What was it? Da, da, da. Karma Police. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, one. God, it was That's one of really the more tempo ones as well. Yeah. Mind you, my my niece is really into Billie Eilish. And when I was listening to Billie Eilish, I was like, I can't understand any of this. What? Have you no, ever really? heard Billie Eilish? I've heard the name. I don't know who that is, though. When she sings, she's just like... <laughs> I'm like, what's she saying? I can't understand. What? What's- oh yeah, I, I know you. That was a good. In, that's a good impression of a good. I'm like, there are no words. It's just mutterings in the distance. Yeah, good cross section of sort of modern sounding music. And yeah. A lot of male Articulate. singers. Articulate. A lot. Of- <laughs> well, you pronounce the lyrics. You've gone to the trouble of writing them. I know. Um, a lot of male speak- singers sound quite similar to me now, like that James Arthur kind of. I can't describe it, but they all sounded quite similar now. That I modern... don't know who anyone is. Does James Arthur talk out the side of his mouth by any chance? Probably. Okay. Because I was mean? talking about, I don't know, last night in my show, I mentioned something about men who talk out the side of their mouths. And uh, someone went, <laughs> oh, like James Arthur. And I just went, yeah, but I've got no idea who he is. Oh, and I've just brought it up now. Yeah. He, prob- he probably does. That's not something I've all thought. Right. Hey, dude, you all That's right? F- <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. But, Hello. Um, Popeye. So, uh, you, um, yeah, you've never managed to get into our uh, REM or uh, Radiohead. Never no. got into either of them. No, my, but the, um, I know you wanted to wrap up, so I'll, I'll just say this: um, the own the the band that I was probably most into during school was probably the Prodigy, and that's that was my first ever concert as well. Oh, first gig was the Prodigy. Mm. fucking hell that's, that's quite it's going to be hard to maintain that level and it of like energy you must have seen bands after that and gone well they are not putting in the effort at all this lot well, the sets were incredible as well it was awesome going to see the Prodigy then I went to see the Blue Tones mm. oh, yes this is exactly what I'm saying mm. that's a real yeah. drop the Blue Tones are great but that's they're great it's, it's not the same was, at all is it yeah it wasn't the same it wasn't the same no no, is that, so that was your your first gig was the Prodigy. First, yeah. One of your first albums was, was Green 12. Day. Twelve. Nirvana. Went to see and, the Prodigy when I was twelve. <laughs> That's not the place for a twelve-year-old. What was were your awesome. parents thinking? Uh, it was fine. We all got dressed up, went out, had a bit of a jump around. It was brilliant. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I can see that. If you've started off with the Prodigy, it's quite hard to get into REM after that. Yeah, you can't know. No, no the Prodigy were wicked. If you were, if you had uh, an album, even no, not even an album, a band to finish off here. What band? If you could only listen to one band forever, 
it's quite <clears throat> a tricky one because even bands that maybe your favourite band, you wouldn't listen to them forever because they're a specific sort of music. And there's other bands that have got all different sorts that they've done. What band would you listen to forever if you had to pick? Oh, you look like you're going to murder someone now. The thought, the depth of thought you're in. What would yours be? I think, you see, I think my favourite band ever is probably Oasis, but I'd probably go Beatles because they've probably covered, there's, there's more different stuff, isn't there? I mean, I think band. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Um, or music, or solo artist. Doesn't have to be a band. Or solo artist. Um... I think it'd probably just have to be Rat Pack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'd be. I yeah. could see that. Yeah, suits every mood as well, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're up or down, like you couldn't it's go like Prodigy forever. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Rat Pack, specifically the album, probably at the Sands Hotel. Oh, good one. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. what album? For somebody who's not really got into uh, Rat Pack, the Rat Pack. Did you like, say the Rat like, Pack or Rat Pack? I, was, I, I panicked then. Panicked. <laughs> Um, oh, I went like an old man then. I panicked. The Rat Pack or Rat Pack. Um, I, I, I did warm up on a TV show and introduced Blossoms as The Blossoms. That was horrendous. Um, I, yeah, um, what album would you recommend someone? A good start. At the Sands. Off. At the Sands. The Sands Hotel. Because then you get all the banter in between. Oh, love. All right. No, yeah. I do like. I like. Yeah. Between music band. Oh, I just love Dean Martin. I mean, I'm sure he was a complete arsehole. In fact, I'm pretty much positive that he would be a complete arsehole in real life. But I just like the kind of fictionalisation of him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Well, we started off with Dean Martin and come back to Dean Martin. You yeah. think in real life, he'd be the kind of kind of man that would say to you in a sauna, it's actually men only. It's actually men only. Can you get out? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Men have had enough. And I'm oh. here to take just a little bit of what I should be entitled to, which is your sauna time. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, it's been bloody lovely to talk to you. It's been Thank, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for doing it. I hope your voice is all right. Thanks. A podcast from producer Paul UK. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.